Welcome to this week's episode of Guarding the Well podcast. My name is James, and hopefully you're doing well today. Merry Christmas. Uh, Christmas is just in three days. Uh, Today is December 22nd, and the day I'm recording this, and Christmas is just really, really close. Uh, Are you ready? I know ready is different for all of us. Some are like, oh, I still got baking to do. If you're a guy, you still have all your Christmas shopping to do. I used to be that guy. Uh, I was the one that went to the stores on Christmas. Eve, and uh, then I had kids, and I didn't have time to do that anymore. But uh, Merry Christmas! I uh, just want to take a quick second before we get into things today, and just wish you uh, a Merry Christmas. I know that this time of year, uh, and in light of everything we've been through as a nation the last couple of years, it may not feel like Christmas for you. Uh, things may be different. Things may be really, really hard for you. Um, But just try to find the joy in Christmas, Uh, not the Christmas that the world portrays of presents and cookies, but but Christ, that God that God came. And we're going to touch a little bit about that uh, today. Um, But I just want to say thank you. Uh, It's really encouraging and blessing uh, to me uh, to see, you know, people all over the world listening to a podcast that I put together uh, here in the little town in which I live. Uh, Those of you that join us from Carolina and and Minnesota and Virginia and Maryland and uh, Canada, uh, I even checked today, had a listener from uh, India, not Indiana, but India. Uh, we've had a couple of listeners from uh, Japan and everything along those lines. And so that's just an incredible blessing. And so I want to say thank you uh, for taking the 15, 20 minutes uh, every week and listening to an episode. And I really do pray that it is helping you in your walk with the Lord, because that's what our aim is. We just want to help you have a healthier walk with Jesus. And that, that, that's all, all we're here for. And um, just want to say thank you. Uh, and if you want to connect with us, you can do that on Facebook. You can find us at Guarding the Well on Facebook. Uh, You could send us a comment here on uh, Podbean. We'd love to hear from you. Uh, But if you could, if you could take a a quick second, and this would help us out here at Guarding the Well a lot, especially going into the new year. If you could uh, subscribe to this podcast on whatever uh, hosting uh, area you find this on, whether it is Apple or uh, Google or Spotify or whatever the case may be, if you could subscribe, if you could leave us a review, uh, that would be great. Uh, Leave us a like or a comment. All of those things help uh, with uh, the algorithm and helping to get this podcast out into uh, more people. And so it just takes a couple uh, seconds and we would greatly appreciate that. And uh, so with that said, uh, I want to talk to you about something I've been doing at my church for the whole month of December. We've been looking at uh, Christmas through the lens of many of the popular Christmas hymns. And a few weeks back, uh, the one that I did is we, we looked at O Holy Night, and we were looking at uh, Christmas through the lens of what uh, the the author of that song was, was seeing. And so we looked at what he said in the song, what we sing in the song, and looked at uh, scriptures and everything along those lines. And something uh, really stood out to me a few weeks back that I wanted to share with you on here as we get into uh, the Christmas season, or actually Christmas, as I said, just a few days away. And what that is, is this, and I, I want you to grab hold of this. You're valuable. And I, I know that life happens where we're, we don't always feel that we're valuable, but you are. And let's just get into it. In O Holy Night, part of the song says, 
uh, a thrill of hope, a weary world rejoices. And in that line, I asked, well, why is the world hoping? Why is there a hope? Uh, and the fact that, or the reason we have a hope is because a Savior has been born to us, Christ the Lord. And it is something that in Luke chapter 2 that has always stood out to me. In Luke chapter 2, uh, verse 11, and many of you will know this, very familiar passage around this time of year. It's even in, in you know, Charlie Brown's uh Christmas. Uh, But in Luke chapter 2, verse 11, it says, Today in the town of David, a Savior has been born to you. He is Christ the Lord. And the phrase that has always got me is the phrase, has been born to you. Now, I have four kids, and two of them are born in the month of December. Uh, The other two are in October and November. And my children have never been born to anybody else. They were born to my wife and I. Like our, our my four kids were not born to you for you know those of you that are listening, those that are in in the church that I pastor, my children were not born to me. But scripture tells us the angels were telling the shepherd that a savior has been born to you. Think about it, born to you. He's not talking about Mary. He's talking about mankind. He's saying a Savior has been born to you, and that, that's you. That is, that is I. And because of that, hope came. Hope was lit that night, there, that in the midst of the darkness that was in and around people in, in that day and age because of political things, economic things, just the normal stresses of life, that hope was born. Our world, you and I, we are weary, as it says in the song. The thrill, thrill of hope, a weary world rejoices. We're weary. I don't know, maybe that fits you. It fits me. I know I'm, I'm weary, and I look at the world, and the world is weary. And because of that, we lose hope. We lose hope because we're just tired. And we're exhausted. And from an emotional standpoint, from a mental standpoint, from a spiritual standpoint, and we lose sight of the fact that a Savior has come, that a Savior was born to you. You see, hope is fleeting in our lives when it doesn't need to be. See, hope came. And the one thing you have to know about hope is is when you talk about hope from a biblical point of view, from, from the scriptures, from Jesus, hope is not a wish. We use the word hope all the time in our lives, and so much of the time it is a wish of I'm hoping this happens, I'm hoping that happens. I don't know if it will, but I, I really hope that it does. But hope from a biblical standpoint, from the mouth of God, if you would, hope is a guarantee. It is something that is going to happen. And ultimately, hope is a person. Hope is Jesus. And we have a hope that strengthens our weariness because we have a hope of a new day with Christ. We have hope that no matter what is going on, Jesus is greater than everything that is going on. And he came to this earth. We have hope because Jesus is is in control of everything that is taking place. And he knows the end from the beginning. We have hope because of him. And we have hope because of Christ that in the end, he's going to make everything right. And for those that are in Christ, he's going to make everything new and everything is going to be great and wonderful. You ask, well, why do we have hope? Well, there's a lot of reasons why you and I could have hope because of the birth of Jesus. But this is one of the things that really stood out to me. 
in the song O Holy Night, we have hope because of six words that really stood out to me in, in that song. And what it is, what those six words are, are this. And listen to these words. It says, and the soul felt its worth. We have hope in Christ because of those words. The soul felt its worth. Jesus is coming. Being born of Mary shows that you have worth. You have worth. He was born to you. He came for you. Hope is fleeting for so many because in the darkness, they look in the mirror and they think, I have no value. I have no worth. Why am I here? This is just isn't right. This isn't good. I'm not good enough. Have you ever had those thoughts? Maybe you're thinking that now where Christmas just has you down. Like work is so hard. Everything with COVID. Maybe you've lost your job. Maybe you've lost loved ones. Maybe, you know, your world has been turned upside down. Or maybe you're just in that season of life where everything you do or that you are doing just seems to be wrong and it's just not going right. And maybe you're sitting there today thinking, why am I here? Like, I have no value. I'm not good at anything. That Things don't seem to be working out for me. I, I just don't get it. And maybe you have that mindset. I've been there. I've been there many times. Maybe you think no one cares. Maybe you think that I don't matter. Because you're trying to find your value, your worth, and everything else but Jesus. See, we do that. We try to find our value and worth in all the wrong places. And maybe you're doing that. I can't believe all the, the times I, I've heard stories or read stories where people have done uh, studies or interviews, if you will, and they'll, they'll talk to people. And I've seen this a lot of times where they'll be interviewing a prostitute and they'll ask them, well, why do you do what you do? Why do you have this lifestyle as a prostitute? And a lot of them that I have seen, uh, they, they say, well, it is when I'm doing these acts with other people. That's where I feel like that's where my value comes from. That's what my worth is, that I'm here to do these things. And and they're finding their value and their worth in being a prostitute. And they're missing, they're just missing everything. You and I, we could look at social media and I'm, maybe this is you. Or maybe you've heard of a study like this. That people, especially young adults and teenagers, they do the things that they do just for somebody to like their post. To give them a heart on Instagram. To share it. To leave a comment. Because when they do that, their brain releases a chemical and they feel good about themselves. And they get addicted to it. And it's at that moment that that person feels they have a value or a worth because X number of people liked their post or they shared it or they had, you know, thousands of views. And then they feel that they have value or worth because of that 30 second clip that they had so many people listen to or watch. So many, maybe even you think your value or your worth is tied to how you do in school. Or maybe, just maybe, you find your value in work. That everything you are and everything that you do is tied to your job and your title. That if you are working and things are succeeding at work, then you have a tremendous amount of value and worth. Or maybe you find your value in being a mom or a dad. That because you're a mom or a dad, you have value. Or maybe you're just keeping the house clean. 
that if the house is clean, well, then you did your job, that you have value, that you have worth because you did that. Or maybe because Christmas is just coming up that you're going to find your value in the, the presence that you bought other people. I feel valuable. I feel worthy. I am good enough because I was able to get this present for that person. I don't know what it is for you, but I know that it is there because it's there in all of us. We try to find our value and our worth in somebody else or something else. And the problem in all of that is this. What happens when that person leaves? What happens when you lose that job? What happens when the source of your value and the source of your worth gets changed? Or maybe it even is taken from you. I'm often reminded of athletes when they can no longer play professional sports. They lose their sense of value or their worth because for so many years they they always thought themselves being valuable and worthy is because they're able to play a sport better than most people on the planet. But then they get to a point in their life where they can't do it anymore. And because that is taken from them, so is their value and their worth. When it is taken from us, when it doesn't happen, where do we find ourselves? We find ourselves sitting on the couch, eating cookies, watching TV, going, I have no value. I have no worth. And because of that, hope is fleeting. And then darkness starts to spread all over our our lives because we lose hope, because we've lost value and worth. Christmas, the true meaning of Christmas, the coming of Jesus, the incarnation of Christ, the birth of Jesus, Christmas goes, no, you do have value. You do have worth because a Savior was born to you. Jesus came for you. Think about this. No matter what's going on in your life, no matter what you've done in your life, think about this, that Jesus left heaven to come to this earth to live a sinless life, to die in your place on the cross, to rise from the dead for you, so that in him you might have forgiveness and salvation. Why? One, to glorify God, but also because you matter to him. You matter to Jesus. You really and truly do. You have value to him. You have worth to him. And I don't know who it is. I don't know what it is that is telling you that you only have value or worth if you do A, B, C, or D. I don't know what it is. I don't know who's telling you that. But Christmas, but Jesus goes, no, you matter to me. You are valuable to me. That is why I came. If you didn't matter to Jesus, why would he come? Why would he come if if you and I didn't matter to him? See, the darkness of this world takes away our value and our worth, and and in that, our hope. But Jesus comes to, for so many reasons, But one is to show that we have value and worth because we're created in the image of God and that he loves us. So where are you at in your life right now? What's going on in your life where you're struggling with your value and your worth of who you are? What are you trying to find your value and your worth in? Because so often it is fleeting in people. Is it in you? Take heart this year, this Christmas, at the birth of Jesus, that in his coming shows that you have value and worth to him and that you matter. 
And I hopefully that will encourage you and strengthen you and that you would find your value and your worth in him, in him alone, because he is the only source of value and worth that will never change or ever be taken away from us. So I hope you have a very Merry Christmas and I'm going to pray for you in a second and I really appreciate all of you and hopefully um, you're growing in, in the Lord and in your walk and so Let's pray. Father, we thank you for uh, today. We thank you for the opportunity to celebrate your birth in, in just a few days uh, at Christmas. Uh, we thank you so much for that. Pray that you'd help us to realize that we have value and worth, not in what we do or what we don't do, but that we have value and worth because you have value and worth in us. You, you created us in your image and you value us and you consider us worthy. It doesn't mean we're perfect. It doesn't mean that you're okay with our sin but it shows to us that in light of our sin you love us so much you find value and worth in us that you came to live a sinless life to die in our place and to rise again so that through faith and repentance of sin we may find forgiveness and salvation in you jesus so i pray that you'd help us to find our value and our worth in you lord we give this to you lord we ask this in jesus name amen merry christmas you take care